SLB Radio in Pittsburgh presents From There to Here Stories of men and women born in other countries who now live in Pittsburgh South Sudan I was born in Herat, Afghanistan I was born in Vienna, Austria in 1918 I was raised in the Carib territory Dominica is an independent island We have a lot of castles in Poland and old buildings Here is a little bit more modern The city Busan is about 5 million people A lot of people living in a very close, small space So there are lots of tall buildings, lots of apartments Very, very busy Over here in Pittsburgh, it's a little bit more laid back and I kind of like that different pace of life. On this episode, Sylvester Umeje. Sylvester is from Nigeria. Although he spent most of his time in the capital city, he has fond memories of living in his grandfather's rural village. He learned about the U.S. from movies and television and came to the U.S. to study information technology. He is now married and has settled his family in Pittsburgh. Here's Sylvester's story. My name is Sylvester. My last name is Omeje. My traditional name is called Etu, E-T-U. What that means is that a tree can make a forest. You need several trees and several bushes to make the forest. So in that connection and that understanding was why my grandpa named me Etu. The country... Nigeria. Where I come from is in the center, right center part of Nigeria, and it's called the Confluence State. So right at the point where those two rivers meet, and the two rivers are referred to, River Niger and River Benue, that part of the country is where I was born. So I speak my own traditional language, which is called Igala. Then I speak Yoruba, which is uh, one of the most general spoken language, and then I speak Hausa. The fun part of my childhood was when I was much younger, and I lived in the village for three years with my grandpa. I was like 12 years old. I had like 14 dogs. I would go hunting with my dogs. I would go to the bush and cut some branch that looks like a wire and wrap it with some, you know, elastic material. So I enjoyed it because I was close to nature as a kid. During my time in the village, that taught me some moral lessons, and I already understood what taking responsibility of myself and also caring for others was. So that helped me even through my adult age. By the time I get back to the city, Lagos, some of those experiences matured by the time I already my adult age. Everything that we read, every movies that we watched, most of them were all about America. We see the fashion, we see the cities, and we see all those enticing, you know, clothing, the Nike and all that. And as a child, we didn't really have the privilege of having those things. So growing up with that notion, I in particular always wanted to see what does America look like? I want to come, I want to see I first arrived in New York, JFK airport. My flight took me all the way to Spain. I had to spend like 11 hours waiting for my next flight to JFK, where I expected my friends to be there waiting to pick me up. But when I arrived, they told me they were in a different city. They said they were in Rhode Island and they were driving to New York. So when I got out of the airport, even though it was in May, I was so cold, I was shaking, uh, because I wasn't very used to the weather. Then I couldn't stand that cold, I decided to take a taxi. 
So the taxi was going to drive me all the way to Rhoda, which was like almost five hours away. Then my friend stopped and I said, no, 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 don't get in the taxi. They're trying to rip you off. And uh, my friends came to drive me down to Pittsburgh. I came to study IT. Then I finished my school, got married and had a son. And now I'm based in the U.S. When I first came into this country, even though I had my degree, I knew my degree might not help me, which is why I always advise people. It's one thing to go to school and have a degree. It's another thing to be very skilled at what you've learned from school or what you've learned from your vocational programs. So the one thing that helped me was that while I was back home, I learned how to fix computers. And this was outside of my school. So it was a close friend of mine I saw fixing computers and I was intrigued seeing him putting a whole computer up. I was very, very excited. I was like, I want to know it. And he taught me that I never knew that skill was going to help me because I didn't know I was going to come to America. And I took that and I was helping people fixing computers, fixing phones from back home. It wasn't paying me money. I was excited that I knew how to do that. But because I didn't have papers to work, I wasn't allowed to work in any labor force or any company or any other because I need papers to work. But what saved me and what helped me was the fact that I knew how to fix phones. So I fixed a friend's phone and I fixed one other friend's computer and people kept calling me, oh, can you fix this? Can you fix that? And I, I was making like $50 to $100 a day. I just arrived to the U.S. When you are skilled, where your certificate cannot help you, your skill will help. There are some people who think it's not a good thing, you know, to welcome immigration. If you look deep through it, you realize that the cultural diversity in any country is what helps to bring knowledge of what you don't know about other places. That is first and foremost. Then secondly, it helps to bring economic viability where people are coming with different skills and talents, coming to create jobs. So when you welcome that, what it does is that it helps to boost and grow economy of that city. The more people that you have within a country, the more human power you have to be able to get the economic viability going. Immigration is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. This episode is based on an interview conducted by Xander, Solomon, and Lucia from Winchester Thurston School. To learn more about SLB Radio, visit slbradio.org.